0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad Podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Anul Polat. Welcome to the episode. I hope you've been having a great week since the last time Since the last time that we chatted. My guest today is Kat Bab-Magiera. She is the author of Poe for Your Problems, Uncommon Advice from History's Least Likely Self-Help Guru. Now, before we get into the conversation with Kat, I just want to catch up on a few things you may have missed first is by the time you're listening to this my review of the sony link buds is going to be out on youtube that is a review of some of the weirdest looking earbuds i've ever seen they are very radical design and have gotten me to question how important active noise cancellation is or really isn't in a pair of earbuds they're amazing they actually leave your ear canal open so there's nothing actually obstructing your ear really so you can hear the outside world but using a very new type of processor and physical design, you still hear the music, but also can stay aware of your surroundings, which is great for city travel or a walk in the park or a jog, things where you kind of want to be able to hear, you know, other people coming or cars, that kind of thing. It's really one of the most interesting earbuds that I have reviewed in a while. So I'm excited about that. That is out. And also another video out on YouTube is a thought, experiment that i did years ago but now i have tweaked it and expanded it and it's as somebody whose goal is to visit every country in the world this is something that i've thought about can you actually now we know you can see all the countries in the world we know that's possible because people have done it lots of people have done it people have done it even in record time the record time is about a year a little over a year and a half so an average of about two days and 20 hours in every country. There are 195 countries. Even if you add in all the de facto territories and, you know, countries that are not a part of the UN and all that, it's like 212 at most, 230. If you if you want to get crazy, let's just make it 250. We know that's very possible to do. Like, that's an accomplishable goal. But what if you were to extend that and, and try to see every city in the world? Is that possible or every city and UNESCO world heritage site. In other words, is it possible to begin to think about seeing the whole world in a lifetime? And I think the answer is very surprising. It surprised me and it's not basically the answer is it is a long, long, long shot. In fact, you wouldn't even be able to get remotely close to it in a human lifetime. So it's very interesting to see how much of the world you could actually see. If you are really trying to see everything and basically omitted having a life and it just dedicated it to this goal, but it also makes, kind of points out how important it is to pick and choose what you go visit and what you go see, because we have all limited time. We have limited places that we can see in a lifetime, limited budgets, and obviously priorities change. And so. You've got to factor in all those things. So when you plan to go somewhere, it's uh, make it worth it. I think we do. I think when we want to go somewhere, we go, yeah. But I think even more so the places or the times where are like, oh man, I, I wish I had gone on that trip or I'd taken that trip or I'd taken time off work. I think when you realize just how big the world is and how hard it is to see a couple of places, let alone the whole thing, I think it might inspire you to to travel a little bit more, to take that time off of work, if you can, you know, to take that, you know, your friend or your family members calling you and it's like, hey, let's, let's do that, that trip we always talked about. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it'll motivate you to do that. So all of those things are up on the YouTube channel right now. And a couple of other things, a couple of other updates. One is uh, that the wireless map, the wi Fox online map has been disrupted, has been taken down by Google, which I want to talk to you more about in an upcoming episode, because it's a little bit more involved. So the map now has been resurrected by me. It is basically a pointer map, but all of the data is in WiFox. So if you have an iOS or Android, if you have a smartphone, basically, you can download the apps on your phone and then have all the wireless networks and passwords for all the airports in the world, right on your phone. That goes along with DroneMate, which gives you all of the drone laws and forms you need to fill out and registration, all of that right on your phone. When you land, if you are a premium member of the apps, you will get notifications that will tell you exactly what you need to know about the Wi-Fi network. For example, the network name and the password at the Strong's connection for the terminal you happen to be in. If it's a drone, you'll get all the local laws plus any other regional laws that might apply. I have also Faucet Save, grass fox. you know, all the Fox Nomad apps, which help you travel smarter. So that's what's going on with that. The map right now is sort of in a state of, um, right now, everything has been moved to the apps. They've always been on the apps and the online version is undergoing some changes. The map was completely down for a couple of days, but it is back now. So if you've been wondering where that is, it is back. So you can go check that out at FoxNomad.com. All right. Time to get into this episode. First of all, I really honestly enjoyed this book, Poe For Your Problems. Really funny, it's very cleverly written, but it's also insight into a very fascinating person from our history, from the collective history of the earth, Edgar Allan Poe. And I don't know how much you know about him or how much you don't. We talk about a couple of things from his life, a couple of select events, This is not a biography, but it's basically taking a human being who had a very troubled upbringing and very troubled past and who probably wasn't, well, not probably, he wasn't the best human being, wasn't the most honest human being, he drank too much, he told lies, he wrote lies, but was an absolutely brilliant writer. And I think taking those traits of his, and and we all have Variations of those traits. None of us are perfect, obviously. So instead of, you know, it's a time of pandemic when we're all reflecting. Instead of looking at like oh, all of our bad sides, all of this, we like maybe we should take a look at it in the in the Poe and in, in the Poe lens, where we just look at our faults and maybe make them attributes. And Poe is a person who had a lot of faults, um, but but is such a just. Yeah, he's a lovable guy. I'll just say that that's so I'm really excited to share this episode with you, with the author, Kat Babmageera. It is a really just all encompassing conversation. It's really fun. You'll learn a lot of things and I highly encourage you to pick up the book cause you're really going to enjoy it. It's going to make you feel better. If you're in a, if you're looking for a laugh, if you're kind of down, if you're, you know, in a state of like, what do I do with my life? Or I, mean, I hate my job. You know all kinds of stuff. like in the world of social media, it's a great book to read. Anyway, enough of me talking, and here we go. Here is my interview with Cat Bab Thank you again, Kat, for doing the podcast. I came across the book on a Reddit AMA you did and your responses were so interesting. I was like, I have to read the book. So I got the book from Barnes and Noble and then I started reading it and I Found it very funny and very interesting, and Poe seemed like a, this mysterious sort of badass person in my head before, but it seems mm. like he was kind of a, a an elegant mess. <laughs> so why? I, I guess I'll start with the, the the first question. Basic question is why? What lessons can we learn from somebody who seemed to have? the most extraordinary life that wasn't always the most well put together let's put it that way
1: right and i think it's a very obvious and understandable question like do extraordinary lives have anything to teach the rest of us who may not be living you know in that on that kind of scale but i i do think that's true that they do and poe in particular because he did so many things wrong you know he Well, for starters, he drank too much. He torpedoed many of his relationships. He constantly feuded with friends and rivals. He seems to have been unable to hold back some of his competitive instincts sometimes, or if he was in sort of a bad place emotionally, he would absolutely lash out. Um, He did some self-promotional things that a lot of us would question, like he wrote fake letters to the editor uh, praising his own work that he'd been published because he was the editor. he, you know, you could go on and on. I think his criticism can be construed as an early form of internet trolling. He often said extremely mean things about other writers and their work. And, uh, you know, some of his relationships, his personal relationships, were quite strange. He married a very young woman who was also his cousin. So, anyway, you know, his flaws are legion. I find that so relatable. I didn't marry my cousin when she was 13. Uh, Didn't marry a cousin, period, for for the record. But it's kind of like that mess piece that you just mentioned. I mean, I'm kind of a mess. I know we're all supposed to be construing ourselves on social media and portraying ourselves as though we have it all together. But I think when we look inside and we're honest and not trying to put a front up, um, yeah, we're all kind of still figuring it out. A lot of us have, tendencies to depression and anxiety. I absolutely do. Um, so I find it in a way, it's a more accessible message than most self-help because this is a guy who was extremely messed up himself and yet he succeeded on this scale that is utterly spectacular. And in part because of his flaws, for instance, because he, you know, he pissed off so many people during his lifetime that's part of what made him famous at his death because the knives came out and these people who hated him then started publishing you know, articles about how much they hated him and what a bad guy they thought he was. And bad press then as now is a really good uh, form of PR or can be. So even the fact that that worked counterintuitively in his favor just makes me like him more and makes me feel like he might have something to teach us and it would be utterly unconventional. And then in a way, those would be the most useful strategies, you know, because they're the ones you're not finding in listicles on BuzzFeed or in any typical self-help that's already at the bookstore.
0: Yeah. And and I think it's almost inspiring because you get into his childhood and, and his, his sort of upbringing and it's tragic. I mean, it really is just tragic. What a difficult life. And for him to have been so successful after the fact, sort of, you know, I mean, he's had you know, he's one of the world's most well-known writers. But from that upbringing, to, to be able to have any success in life, I think, is just almost inspirational, even if it took a lot of turns <laughs> to, it's, to sort of get there. I mean, how do you think that, I mean, I mean it clearly played a big part into who he was, um, but how do you think that affected his relationships with all the people around him?
1: I think it did profoundly, is the short answer. Yeah, his life was utterly tragic, and one of the initial ways I think Poe can offer us comfort is the fact that no matter where you are or what you're suffering, it's likely that his life was worse. Uh, not because, not just because he was living before modern medicine and therapy and Zoloft, but also because it just his life was a string of losses. For instance, so his mother died probably in front of him. When he was not yet three years old. And for a child that age, there's no more important relationship than you have with your mother. You know, it's literal survival to you. And this is also a moment where you're not really able to articulate your feelings. Like child development specialists say that this is a moment where your ability, your cognition runs well ahead of your ability to articulate. So that's a particularly horrible moment for a little child to lose such an important person in their life because they're not even able to save the depth of their grief. That Poe became a writer obsessed with articulating grief. He said that mournful and never-ending remembrance was his great theme. I think it grew directly out of this tragedy in his life. And the reason that interests me so much is because with your typical self-help, you often hear, you know, it's usually like some string of like, oh, You know, my motivation was entirely healthy, you know. I was a paragon of emotional health before I started on my hero's journey. I don't really think that's true for most. Uh, I know from my own childhood that some of my motivations to succeed and achieve now, however they may manifest, they come out of the fact that I was a middle child in a big family and I wanted people to listen to me. That's probably why I'm a writer now. Um, So Poe's a good example of someone whose motivation was in some ways like very, very dark. And yet he used it to create something absolutely beautiful. I mean, his work is beloved around the world and has been translated into every language. People love it in Thai, they love it. He's a huge figure in Romanian literature and in French literature and this message of grief and processing it somehow through art has found an audience in the tens of millions now, almost 200 years after he died, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, and he he sort of fits into the theme of there behind a lot of art there's there's pain, right? And I think yeah, um, he definitely personifies that. Um, how how do we take that? without having to go through such tragedy, hopefully to, to take that as a lesson to, to kind of push ourselves forward. I mean, how, how do you think, how did you take that from, from Poe's life?
1: I say to myself on the regular, don't question your inputs in a sense of you don't necessarily have to have pure motivation or, you know, uh, motivation that strikes you as utterly moral and ethical and, something presentable to the world. It, it matters more what you do with your feelings. Say a lot of us, you know, especially in the age of social media, we are motivated by competing with other people or feeling less than somehow or feeling behind. Those are understandable feelings. Right? It's not necessarily what you want to lead with, but if it's part of what's fueling your desire to achieve and succeed or just sort your stuff out that can work. So I, th- I say judge yourself less in a sense. I'm not advocating people <laughs> acting unethically or, some, or hurting anyone. I just mean maybe lean into a kind of radical acceptance of yourself and your shit as it were.
0: And there's almost like a crossroad, right? Like you can take a situation or a part of yourself or uh, something that happened to you and it can go negative. I mean, it can turn into uh-huh. all kinds of things, which it did for Poe: addiction, drinking, all, all that stuff. Or you can turn it into a positive, or you can kind of do both, which it seems like he did. Uh, do you think he was ever able to? He had moments where he was able to figure that out, or was it just bouncing back between, you know, positive and negative? It and, and it. Had
1: yeah, so I think like anyone, he was a very much a mixed bag, which is another great example that he gives us, that greatness comes in many forms, and one of them is a person with obvious flaws. Yeah, I was going to say that his level of self-awareness, whether you're looking at it, like in the work or in his letters, his personal conduct, it comes and goes, Sometimes he seems aware of his motivations and how he's acting. And then at other points, he seems to be completely unconscious of his psychology, which fair enough. I think that's most of us. And yet like that. The, and the fact that his goals were so high, I think helped matters. He had a very high standard for art that he articulated over and over and over again. A lot of philosophy that he developed himself about what he thinks Art is doing and trying to achieve and how to achieve it. So the fact that he fueled it in that direction, I think, is, is very good. Whether he was always in command of himself, I, I think he obviously was not. But in and again, I think it's kind of an accessible example for that reason, you know? I, we often portray ourselves now as just paragons, and I think it's utterly untrue. It's unlike our own lived experience, and we end up comparing ourselves to people who seem to have all their stuff figured out when they really don't.
0: Yeah, I I, I wondered when I was reading the book how Poe would do in the social media age, like what, <laughs> what he would think about it. I mean, how would he would, I, I can't even imagine. Do, do you have any insight? Do you have any thoughts?
1: <laughs> Some of his articles read like sad tweet storms where a person is just obviously projecting and hey, I'm not judging, <laughs> we've all been there. But uh, for example, he once got into... Quite a big uh, kind of tangle in Boston. He, Boston was a city he was kind of obsessed with because it was the home of the literary establishment. He had tried and failed to establish himself there as a young man. And for all these sorts of reasons, it was this tangled up place for him. And he was invited there to give a lecture, and he absolutely bombed the lecture, maybe on purpose, maybe not on purpose. Afterwards, though, when he was writing about this experience, he kept drawing more and more attention to it and claiming that his bad performance had been a hoax and it was all on purpose. And it reads just like a tweet storm of like some politician who's not aware of their own psychology either, something along those lines. So to see the public meltdown, I don't know. I just love him for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you make him, like when I read when I read the lessons, I'm like, he's a very likable character, even though probably if you knew him in real, you know, personally, it, it would not be, be that fun to be his friend, or definitely not business associate, I I would say.
1: Definitely not business. I think he was a very full-on personality. A lot of us will have had experiences of those. And no, they're probably not who you want to be married to, not who you want to be partners with. But uh, yeah, I mean, it takes all kinds. Poe shows us that that's not necessarily a barrier to being a tremendous success. In fact, it may be a qualification.
0: Yeah, and and he must have had some charm. There's one sort of anecdote from his life that I found really interesting, which is this relationship he had with his adopted father and and being able to get a loan from him, if if, if I'm remembering correctly. And they had a very difficult relationship, uh, but he was still able to sort of convince him to get a loan, which I think takes a lot of charm. Right. Mm -hmm. It takes some manipulation there, especially, you know, considering their relationship. I mean, I found that to be interesting. It seemed like he could, uh, he understood people when he needed to. Uh, Is that, is that right?
1: I think that's definitely true. His career you know, personal professional offers a lot of examples of attempts at fundraising, whether you're trying to catch money off your adoptive father, or you're trying to raise money from investors to start essentially like, you know, a media company. And uh, he could be very persuasive. He was obviously good at writing, good at rhetoric. And he had a great deal of psychological insight, even if he wasn't always able to apply it to his own life and behavior. You know, his work I think in some ways it stood the test of time because of the psychological insight in it. So yeah, I I like Poe the persuader too. Sometimes if you look at his correspondence, especially later in life, when he was trying to start his own magazine and sort of like climb to the top of the capitalist heap, they're essentially like VC presentations now where the numbers are definitely a little bit pumped and all the projections are extremely rosy. But it's cool to see that happening in the 1840s through, you know, handwritten letters.
0: Yeah, it it does fit into sort of our modern time. And I I think now on social media, the way we, you know, it affects the viewer is it can seem depressing, right? Because you're comparing yourself, like you mentioned, to other people. Mm. But you can also kind of see it, especially with celebrities and stuff. You can see like, that was fake, that was staged and so on. And I don't think Poe had the, the benefit of that so it's almost like he was able to create this persona which i think is kind of one of the good lessons out of the out of the book is that you can kind of make your own narrative in in a way why not right like every why not write your own story
1: there's a lot of power in doing that and a lot of um creative energy i think people can tap into you by sort of rewriting your own story, rewriting your own life story, presenting yourself with your best foot forward, maybe your most chutzpah-driven <laughs> foot forward. But this is also, it shows us that this is not new. Just like you say, people have been cultivating images and you know, sort of doing their own PR on the margins since the beginning of time. And pose just one example. Post-scholarship is so fun to dive into because now for 150 years, it's like legions of university professors have been poking through his personal finances and the gap between what he said and was what was actually fact at the time. So post-studies as a field are just marvelously entertaining because of how many sort of untruths, half-truths, slight fabrications he put out there and just untangling them is a great deal of fun and to watch other people untangle them.
0: Yeah, and I think that he's a writer, kind of makes him more likable in the sense, like if he were a politician, oh, right, yeah. he'd probably not be remembered very well. But uh, I, I think that the result of all that art and, and especially his sort of tragic you know, upbringing, his, his life is, is just... I mean, you can see it in his work. It's tragic, but there's a likable quality because of the, the we get to see a glimpse of it in his writing. And now um, it's okay if he have made up some numbers, well, more than a few now,
1: right? Right. There's an admirable pluck, an energy in the face of despair, which I find, you know, very, it speaks to me on a very deep level because I mean, when I got into this idea and I sort of, they had the epiphany that Poe was a hero, not just a screw up. I was in a dark place myself and to re- start to read about his life and realize how much he survived, how much he accomplished in spite of everything, the quality of the work, um, it's incredibly inspirational Though we don't necessarily associate that with him. And some of it is just like his ability to keep picking himself up again and again and again. It's really admirable.
0: Yeah, and I think and funny. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it I was thinking when I was, I was like, somebody should make like a real good movie about. I think there have been movies done about Poe, but like just like a like one of those Oscar-worthy ones because his life just doesn't. I mean, if you wrote it as a as a fiction, it would almost not be believable. His life it's so just outland. I mean, it's just the things that happens to him, and then him as a as a person is just. Like it seems very, you know, unusual to to, to say the least. And I think during the pandemic a lot of people are sort of looking inward and trying to figure out, what have I done? Oh, you know, like is this where I want to be? You know, mm-hmm. and and I I think definitely your book is inspirational in that sense. I definitely Poe's life is like, Hey, yeah, you know, like you might not be the next Poe, but like there are things that you can take from that like, all right, he had it pretty rough, you know, like maybe my, maybe things aren't so bad for me, or maybe they are and I can use them to to do something else.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I relate to that in part because I'm not a writer on post level. <laughs> I should be so lucky, but it's just not the case. He is a world-class genius. His work has survived 200 years, but That doesn't mean that you can't take cues and lessons from his life about leaning into your own incredibly weird personality and just running with it and not really changing, but imbuing your personality into every tiny bit of your work. You know, you may find that it creates an affinity with other people rather than not. I mean, here we are all these years later connecting over his strange flaws, the dumb lies he told, the self-puffing that he did. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of human connection there. So it doesn't necessarily mean that like, if we um, do those things that we're cutting ourselves off from our own sort of path to greatness.
0: So if you, if Poe were alive, is there something that you would want to ask him or things that you would want to ask him to, to further the less, to learn more, to you know, from the lessons that you've written about? Or do you feel like it, that might change things?
1: I will say that sometimes when you run into like what my mom would call a real character, you know, (laughs) someone with a lot of personality, sometimes it can just be fun to buy that person a lunch or many drinks and let them talk. That's what, that's my fantasy with Poe. I would like to just hear his spiel of bullshit (laughs) that he would deliver on on unwitting strangers and just be subject to it. I think it would be hilariously fun. He's obviously a very entertaining person. And even in his work, you know, you notice like there's real extremities of satire and beauty as well. And the one doesn't negate the other. They're kind of adding to each other in this strange, very Poe-like mix. I love that in conversation too, where you swing between like the depths of absolute crushing depression and grief to some incredibly, you know, funny, dark human truth that you can't do anything but laugh at. So I would hope the experience would be like that.
0: Yeah, he seems like a fun person to have drinks with. Definitely. Is, is there a line between the lessons? You know, I mean, you might not want to go completely the Poe route, I suppose. Like if you're talking yourself up or, you know, filling out a job application. Is, are there lines <laughs> that, <laughs> that you would draw?
1: Well. All right, so in that book, I talk a little bit about like how he faked parts of his resume, or at least wildly exaggerated some some of his employment claims. And we live in a Googleable age, so this is not a time when you would want to say things that are falsifiable through simple internet searches. Right? That's a bad idea. You still see people doing it every couple of years. Some CEO will have their head roll because they faked a graduate degree for no discernible reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, So yeah, I say, (laughs) half satirically, half seriously, avoid things that are easily falsifiable. You can focus on soft claims, though, because those are a lot harder to disprove and may even be true. Like, you know, you say you're a great communicator or, (laughs) uh, you know, you're great at thinking on your feet or something when that's not actually a strength. Well, maybe you can cultivate it if you start saying it about yourself. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you, you can say it enough times and it might, you might start to believe it yourself. I, I think Poe sort of cultivated this call to personality and it, there are all these little mysteries about his life and death, which I find fascinating. And I, after reading the book, I was like, I wondered, did he, is, are those things, like his death is so unusual are we so fascinated with it because of the persona that he created? Um, or is it, you know, and is it true? That, that I also like, there are parts of it that I'm like, did that actually happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, he ends up in Baltimore. He's drunk or incoherent, um, wearing somebody else's clothing. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's a, a bizarre story. I don't think we ever really know what happened to him.
1: It's weirdly of a piece with everything else we know, or I think we know. Like there's acres and acres of myths and half-truths and untruths in Poe biography. It's a very contested field for good reason, because he's been slandered and maligned, and then people have just used bad methods. There were a lot of not-so-reliable sources who've been quoted over dozens of years now. So there's actual problems in Poe biography itself. But the story we're talking about about the, his death, that's largely established. Like we know, it's impossible to know whether he was drunk or not at the time he was found, or immediately before he was found, because the doctors and nurses changed their stories so many times. Uh, but he wasn't coherent. We do know that, and he never recovered consciousness to the point where he could explain what had happened. And it's like out of his one one of his own stories, you know, it's kind of to get maybe a little too neat about things. It's like his final story or the, like the final mystery that he gave us, which in a sense, I think cr- creates greater impact for the formal ones. You know, had, would we still be reading his stories if he had not been found incoherent in a ditch wearing someone else's clothes? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of two, st- like like when Einstein died, right? The, the, I don't know if you, you know the story, mm. but the, he said something in German, but the nurse who was tending him at the time right before he died didn't speak German, so she, nobody knows what he said, what his ah. last words were after he had he had an aneurysm, and so we don't know. And it's one of those mysteries, like you, you know, what did he say? Was it a f- you know? People are like, is it a formula? Was it just something nice? Y- y- was it well thought out? It might have just been nonsense too. Y- you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. And it uh, also reminds me in S- Steve Jobs's biography because I I see parallels between Poe and and Steve Jobs because very good at cultivating this sort of persona right this public persona and in his biography when he died he said as he was dying he said wow wow and he said you know something like oh my god wow like as if he were seeing something from the beyond and um the biographer says i don't know how true that story is his family says you know that happened and I don't even know if he thought about that. He premeditated that to think about what I would say when I die, which seems very in character with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Poe's situation is similar in that he planned that night or or what was going to happen, but it does feed into like that mystery, like what happened. And does that, and that adds a little uh, rambling on now, but it adds a little, Mystery to his own works. You you it almost has like a spiritual quality to them.
1: You know, and an impact to the personality, kind of like jobs, where it's very distinct. You don't have to know Steve Jobs in a sense to know what he was like, because his impact on the world was such he was able to execute on this grandiose and arguably quite arrogant vision, but also incredibly creative and innovative and beautiful vision. accomplished the same thing under incredibly dire circumstances and against very long odds to sort of bring himself to bear on the world in the way a lot of us would hope to. You know, you want the world to know you and to care (laughs) on some level, maybe not on post-fame level for some of us, but the fact that he pulled that off shows a sort of like personal integrity and strength of conviction that is really admirable, I think even if it was probably kind of a nightmare.
0: too. Difficult friend, uh, to say the least, right? So there are a couple of mysteries that I want to talk about before we sort of wrap things up that I had come across that I had read about years ago. And I don't know if I have these right. There is a a Poe story which seems Mm -hmm. to parallel the Titanic. Am I correct on that? Do you know anything about that?
1: He wrote a number of shipwreck stories, but it's, I'm not thinking of any that are about an unsinkable ship. Someone may have had an angle on that that I'm not aware of, like some aspect of the Titanic. He definitely, he wrote about shipwreck again and again. He was always obsessed with it. And this was kind of of a piece with the nautical fiction of his day, but he was also using it as a certain metaphor, man against the odds and so on.
0: Interesting. So that that <laughs> seems to me that that people take the stories and and you know expand upon them and come up with theories that all feeds into this mystery around him this sort mm-hmm. of mysteriousness around him and and there's another question about the Poe toaster which is oh, right. the the someone who had shown up at his grave leaving cognac and a rose every year up until I think two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, which adds to the mystery because we don't really, I don't think we ever found out who that person was or why they were doing it.
1: Yeah, he definitely, hit the personal myth or the mythos of Poe, I think it has taken on this sort of role in our culture where it's, he's almost like, in a way, like a Santa Claus of his own, right? He's this gigantic walking figure that, in a sense, we're all familiar with and he has meaning to us. And yet how much is invention? How much is real? And that just, that whole phenomenon fascinates me because I wonder like, what are we getting from the story? Like if if we're looking at Poe's life almost like a fairy tale that we tell ourselves, like what's the message in it? And I think where I landed with this question after five years turning it over my mind was, I think that consciously or not, what Poe communicates to us is how it's possible to achieve um, these outsized creative visions no matter what has happened to you, to sort of persevere in the face of the absolute worst circumstances. So I think that's kind of like why he continues to fascinate us, not just because he's like an obvious Uber goth and had an interesting personal style, which he totally did. Um, I think there's like, there's a message to his life that, we don't necessarily like spell out even when we talk about them. The French did, you know, um, reputation in France, which started pretty much with his death. Um, they've always regarded him as a hero. And I think it's because the French are a lot less judgy about someone drinking too much or having a gambling problem or something like that. You know, they're a little bit less concerned with pure saints than we are, um, and I think in the U.S. we have a similar take. We just kind of don't say it out loud.
0: Yeah, I I, I think there is this romantic quality to him. There is this very everybody. I don't know everybody. But I can say you know being the the drunk writer in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> at a bar. You know, like that to me sounds like a beautiful existence, <laughs> even though it, it's probably not as you know great as it sounds. But it just sounds like a, something that might be fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like an almost kind of like a mythic frontiers-y sort of romance to it. I don't know. I I dig it too. It's why I'm so attracted to him, like his story and his work and the rest of it. I think it speaks to all of us who are really into Poe.
0: Yeah. And and so I guess just wrapping things up, is there something that you sort of, after having written all the lessons and gone through Poe's life, Is there something that you felt that changed in your perception of him or or maybe a takeaway that that you felt was different than when you first started?
1: Yeah, I I had this hunch, this intuition from the material fairly soon after getting into him as an adult. I was like, wow, he's a heroic figure. He managed to persevere no matter what. And it's inspiring me in that. But I will say that feeling only deepened. It wasn't that I checked it against the facts on an extremely granular level and it turned out not to be true. It actually got truer. The further I went down this rabbit hole, the more inspiring he became to me. The funnier he became, the more brilliant he became. There's an endlessness to him that ends up almost being... You look at Poe's life and you see all of our lives. You look at his personality, you see all of our personalities. You look at his artistic journey, you see your own. So I guess I would just say that I think Poe is a far more rewarding and inspiring writer than many of us realize. And if you're going through a dark moment in your life or you're a little bit stalled or you feel behind, like you don't know what you're doing, he's a great person to spend time with. And you can do that a number of different ways, obviously like my book is at Barnes and Noble and everywhere else, but there are so many, I mean, literally all his work is public domain. You can just Google it. Uh, There are innumerable YouTube videos. I write a free newsletter about his life too. So, I mean, there's just, you can dip it, dick in absolutely anywhere and a ton of it is free and like at your fingertips. So um, consider trying that on your (laughs) your next self-help kick.
0: Yeah, I, I found it fascinating. I I did see a, a one-man play uh, mm-hmm. at a Star Trek convention of all places by Jeffrey Combs.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And he he does, a, it's Poe, it's all Poe. I forget the name of it, but it was really fascinating. I think it's f- loosely based on him writing The Raven or something like that. But mm-hmm. it was really fascinating because you kind of get to see a personification of, of him mm-hmm. on, on stage. And it was just, I was like, that's yeah so it's he's a fascinating character i think the lessons are great and i took away that maybe we should lean into some of those things that we think of as flaws
1: i agree um, oh i would just add to you in terms of the free resources that there are innumerable po fan groups on facebook public and private huge ones with four million people in them and then smaller groups with like ten thousand people Who are just constantly discussing Poe's work and it can be really fun to join and sit in there's so much Poe fan art people get Poe tattoos they get married at Poe museums so the the phenomenon is ongoing and if you want to participate Facebook's a good way for that
0: cool and and just one last thing it it made me think when I was reading all of this is like a Poe like space travel plan seems interesting is there a good one out there you know or something
1: this blogger actually, so he wrote a blog about visiting post sites, and then it was published as a book. It's called Poland and the writer is J.W. Ocker. I read it as research for my book, and he's written a number since, and it's pretty wide ranging. Like he goes to Lovecraft's house in Providence, so sort of like because Poe inspired Lovecraft. But also, if you get into Poe travel, I've been to the four museums on the East Coast. It's really fun. I mean, it's a little dark and macabre. For instance, if you go to the house in the Bronx where Poe once lived, there's the room where his wife died. And, um, you know, so not all of it is cheerful in a sense, but it's fascinating. And yeah, there are museums up and down the East Coast. There are so many Poe-themed bars and restaurants there are three or four here in Richmond, which makes sense because it's kind of his hometown. There are a number in Baltimore. Uh, there are some in Charleston, South Carolina, and I think as far away as Tennessee, which doesn't have a poke claim that I'm aware of. So that part's fun too. Like if you like food and drink, then there's an angle.
0: Cool. I, I will definitely look into it. I, I'm right now in, in right outside of DC. I'm in Northern Virginia, so all oh, okay. of those places are very accessible, so it will be it will be great to 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 see some of those places.
1: Absolutely, I mean, hey, if, I'll email you Poe recommendations around Richmond if you want them.
0: Cool, yeah, I would love that. That would be great. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and talk more about Poe. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed the book. I found it really funny and interesting, and it was really. I, I write. I like the way you wrote it as well. The style was very engaging and different, and uh, it, it gives people, I think, hope. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I mean, he had a pretty messed up life, <clears throat> and um, you know, it's like, hard work is the element. I feel like that mm-hmm. is kind of a quality of people that you don't need any. You don't need to be rich or poor. Like you can just, you can kind of have that. Sort of motivation, I, I think, or, or that you know that you can put in the work to something, even if it's you know, you know, writing fake letters to your editor or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A relentless commitment to mythologizing yourself—it can work.
0: Hey, you uh, never know. You know,
1: on whatever scale. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for the kind words. I truly appreciate it.
0: Thank you again, and I will leave links to the book and everywhere you can be found down in the show notes. And uh, thanks again.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Kat, for joining the podcast and talking about Poe for your problems. I will leave a link to the book down in the description for all of you to check it out, where you can buy it, download it, all of those things. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Your comments, your five-star reviews. If you haven't given one, you know what to do. It's time to give the, po- the podcast A five-star review, even though I'm not going to edit that part out. A five-star review is really helpful. All of your feedback is just absolutely great. I'm always blown away that the support that you give and, and the great guests that we have. So I'm really excited to share all of this interesting knowledge and all of these interesting people with you. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. But until then, I hope you have a great rest of your day.